Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible uh, to be with you early this morning. It's 9.30 as we're going live. And, you know, I just wanted to address a couple of things. One, um, how I've missed you. I've recorded every single day all the way back since July was the last time I did not record a show, whether for Patreon or whether for the live uh, podcast. Um, yesterday, was, you know, Monday and yesterday, those were the first days going back a long time. I feel fine. Um, I it, The first day was kind of programmed after the Raiders game. My wife has a lot of family in Vegas. And so I wanted to spend time with them and just try to be present uh, because it's it's a lot of the family I don't get to see very often. So uh, was able just to kind of be with the family. And the plan was to record Tuesday. And so that was the whole plan. And with what happened Monday night with Damar Hamlin, um, you know, I didn't feel right. I didn't feel right. And so I, I wanted to kind of step on and start the show just, you know, with providing kind of the context and just kind of a couple quick thoughts uh, on that issue. You know, I've been a part of football my entire life. Started playing, you know, I grew up in Texas, so obviously we started playing tackle football in third grade. Um, all my friends did. Everybody did. Probably not the smartest thing, but whatever. Played my entire life, you know, got a college scholarship to play, chose not to go that route, then came back to coaching. Now I'm doing this. Like, I love football. I've been around football my entire life. I've never seen anything like that. Um, my heart, my prayers, everything goes out to Damar Hamlin, his family, all those that know him. Um, probably the person that I thought said it best was Mike Tomlin, who, you know, if you're new to this show, you, you might not understand, but. Mike Tomlin is my favorite human being in the NFL, my favorite coach in the NFL by far, and I felt like he just completely 
encapsulated that. So if you want to look that up, that is a beautiful thing. But like injuries are a part of football, which breaks my heart. Um, it's so sad. It's so sad. It, but nothing like this. And, you know, I just I was scheduled to record. I just could record. I didn't think it was the right thing to do yesterday. But we're continuing to get more positive news. I know it's not. It's very far from from over and the fight that he is going to have to go through to continue to get back to just a life of normalcy is huge. Um, and it, it breaks my heart. Um, and, you know, I just really felt like it was it was needed to have that time off, uh, not for myself, but just for people to be in the space. I, I'm very, very big on being in the moment that is whether you know, again, after a game and celebration and all those things, that is so key to be a part of and grief and sadness and all those things to be in that moment. I think uh, as a society, we miss that a lot of times. And when something like this happens, it is a constant reminder of family and community and being together and in those moments. And I think that's so important. And so, you know, I just want to, again, just lift up tomorrow, lift up all those people that are involved. Um, you know, it, part of my childhood was my mother worked in the medical medical field and, you know, football is one thing, you know, obviously it's grown men throwing a ball, but you see people go through these horrible tragedies day after day after day, and you still have to continue to press on with whatever it is your, your task to do, which breaks my heart. Um, and so, you know, just shout out to those medical professionals. That's all I was trying to say there and to Damar and his family. And, you know, I think one of the things that's important and again, back to this entire, I don't know, what is this show? What is it that we're doing here? Right. I'm very, very big on community and people and relationships. That's why we travel. That's why we do all these things. And just the humanization of players. And you've seen some of the, you know, the national media talking heads that just don't understand and cannot understand how to deal with certain issues with empathy, right? With compassion, with love, with kindness, because their entire MO is attack, 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 clicks, get clicks, get clicks. But the more and more we realize that there are, there's a father, there's a son, there's a brother, a sister underneath that helmet. There, there are people with emotions and even health concerns and backstories that we may not know about. The more and more we bring those players to life, whether from the past, present, or even the future with draft conversations and things like that, I think it just helps our society grow. Um, and so, you know, if, if there's one thing that, you know, I, I, really would try to impress is just the power of empathy and it doesn't matter what field of work or situation in life you're in start with empathy you'll never go wrong um and just being able to love and care for somebody that perhaps you've never even met like a damar hamlin like his family um like all the people around him so uh you know we are going to be a niner show that's what we do that's my career that's my job and we're going to focus on that but Allow your context and your perspective to be shaped dramatically by these types of events to put things into perspective, right? The title of this show is Putting Football into Perspective and the 49ers Playoffs because you don't have to just say, oh, well, we talked about tomorrow. Let's move on because we don't move on. We don't. That event changes who we are, um, and it should, and I hope that it continues to do so.
with all things. So, um, and you know, again, I do want to say a lot of people reached out to me thinking I was sick or something along those lines. I, I, I just didn't know what to do from my perspective on how to say, Hey, no shows because of this. I just felt like I should just let it kind of just sit and allow that space to be created. Um, and so anyway, I love you guys. Thank you for everybody that reached out. I'm fine. My voice still not quite recovered, but it's like that every single time I go to any game because if I go to a game, like I said, be in the moment. I'm going to scream like a madman. Um, you know, we had our Raiders experience, which was top notch. We threw our party in Vegas, which was crazy the day before the game. And man, did the faithful show up. Had an absolute blast. And I actually got to bring my family out uh, to this one because, again, uh, my wife and two boys flew my son out from Indiana. Youngest came out. We had a blast. Uh, yeah, right around about 100 people showed up to our hangout, which was awesome, man. And, again, like, talk about something that was just so positive. It, it's very weird that we can constantly – I think we've thrown, like, 30-plus parties because a lot of these places will throw two or two or two or three. We only did one this week. You get all these people together in a family-friendly environment, uh, which is hard to find in Vegas on New Year's. Um, alcohol is around, but everybody gets along, and people build these connections. And you know, one there was one phrase that was given to me. Um, I don't want to put her name out here, but she basically said, you know, I've been to you know four of these events, and every single time I've met somebody and stayed in contact with them after these events, and that's important to me. And so, like hearing those things. It, it's a, it's a reminder of like, all right, what is it that we're doing here? What is it that we're doing? We're Niners. That's cool. That's going to be paramount always. But man, it's amazing people and um, it, bringing people together and allowing to share these positive experiences as well as the negatives. Right. And what is a negative experience for us? Well, we got to go back to, you know, talk about 2019 and losing the Super Bowl and things like that. But Again, put into perspective, we're very lucky to be able to take part in those things together, whether negative or positive. And so let's continue to build this community. Let's go. The faithful showed out, baby, in Vegas. I. It was funny. Usually when you pack for Vegas, you're bringing like nice, fun party clothes. Nope, not me. I just brought nothing but red. And so we got there early, stayed there late. Again, family was in town. I just wore Niner stuff everywhere, and I wasn't the only one. It was red everywhere you went, everywhere you went, every casino, shows, you know, whatever. It was just Niners, red, everywhere. Gosh, man, I love this fan base so much. I love this community so much. Matthew, thank you for the gift. Absolutely love it. Um, oh, man, we got a couple of these. Jeremy, what's up, man? Uh, appreciate the gift in Super Chat. He said, Tomlin is by far my favorite non-49ers coach. Uh, thank you for perspe your perspective and hard work. It was hard for me not to to do stuff but yeah i appreciate that coach cruz the man dude this guy's incredible thank you so much he said the amount of people that have stepped up and donated uh to the chasing m's foundation speaks volumes of what the football community is all about it's it's a big deal man and people come together during times of crisis and it's just it's awesome uh, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's not just this player, you know, boats, he puts that up there. Uh, you know, there was a BYU player who died in construction on Christmas break. I'm not familiar with that story. Uh, thank you for shedding light on that. It's all these things. And one, one issue may be more impactful to you than another. And that's okay. The, the, the thing I would recommend, and again, I kind of already said it and I want to transition kind of from this point forward 
man, just be in that moment, show your empathy, move forward together. Don't allow things to not affect you, right? Don't allow things to not have a lasting imprint on you. Um, those are the things that is important. Um, those are the things that are important. Oh, what's up, Rue? He says, very cool event. Keep it going, John. We'll do, we'll do, we'll do. Now let's talk. Let's talk about the 49ers and kind of where the injuries are, where things are. And now I want to transition to playoffs. Um, and so again, if you got a question, I'm flying solo today. Go ahead and throw it up there at John in the chat. And if you already threw that up there, uh, I'll be trying to go back through though. We're gonna hear some clips from players. Juan Solis jumped in, did a great job getting these clips up for you guys and working on things, um, all those different things. Um, so here we go. There were some injuries. Aaron Banks um, got injured and looked like an MCL knee issue. Was really, really concerned. But the, the interesting thing with Aaron Banks was he had his helmet on and he was on the sideline for almost the entire rest of the game. Um, and so, like, I kept having this idea, like, man, is he going to – Cut back in the game, but the whole time I was saying, like, man, I don't think that you really need him to come back in because of Daniel Brunskill stepped in and just played incredible. Um, really, really did. I, I thought, you know, one of the crucial plays of the entire game, and I want to play this now is Christian McCaffrey, was that huge screenplay late in the game. And you know, CFC came out and talked about Brunskill, he was one of the key players of that play to set the whole play up. And again, CMC didn't score the touchdown. Jordan Mason did, but this play was just gigantic. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, honestly, they brought an all out blitz. And so I, I know I had to look a little quicker and, uh, Brock did a great job getting the ball off. Brunskill made a great block, uh, cause those things happen uh, a little slower sometimes when that happens. So he did a great job. And after that, I was just kind of, you know, see red and go get as many yards as you can. Oh, yeah. See red, go get what you can, all those things. And so, you know, again, back to this, this is the MO of the 49ers. Let's just be very, very honest. Next man up mentality. You got to take what you can. You move forward. Um, you've got to do all this kind of stuff. Like you can't stop other teams. When injuries happen, they stop. And that's one of the things that separates the 49ers 2022. Now we're in 2023 team. They're insulated, you know, shout out to Stephanie. Uh, you, she does a great job of 49 Karis podcast. We had her on before the season started and she said the word insulated. That's what they are. And this idea that, you know what you have, you miss Banks, who has been the most consistent alignment, the most, including Trent Williams, who's already missed a lot of time, steps up. They play some good ball. Um, Eddie, what's up, man? He says, how about McGlinchey? Yeah, man. Mike McGlinchey was awesome. Now, if you, if you look at the pro football focus score, uh, not so much. He finished with a 63.4 grade, but that dude played incredible. Um, you know, I really did think that he played the best game um, of his career. Uh, you know, if you want to go that far with it, I don't have a problem with that at all because he just continues. He Look at who he's played against. Last week at the Commanders, right, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, no issues. This week, he had the most snaps against Mike McGlinchey. I'm, I'm sorry, most snaps against Max Crosby. Did his job. Max Crosby probably had his worst game as a pro. Um, and a lot of that was Mike McGlinchey. Now, McGlinchey got beat on several reps. There's no, like, it wasn't like a perfect game. But I'm telling you right now, as somebody that's been like, all right, McGlinchey 
probably not coming back. That window's open. That window's open. Um, we'll see what happens. What's up, Nick? I was going to give you a shout-out later in the show. He says, what's up, my brother? Appreciate the super chat. Uh, my 49ers family, my lunch break is going to be awesome now that I have something to tune into. I love it. That's awesome, man. I timed it up, buddy. <laughs> I timed it up. Um, and so, you know, Nick reached out to me. And shoot, let's jump in there now just because we're talking about him. Ed shared this awesome playoff kind of bracket finder, which is kind of hard if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, it's a very nerdy kind of Excel spreadsheet type looking thing. We're going to jump into this a little bit later. Um, but, you know, I wanted to just say shout out, Nick, for sharing that for me. Uh, he's not the one that created it, but he's the one that shared it. Dennis Zelma was the one that sent it my way. We'll dive into that one a little bit more uh, in detail as we go through this. Um, but yeah, just back to this idea. Aaron Banks, MCL, we'll have to see. Good news is your backup, Daniel Brunskill, pretty damn good. Uh, as good in space as possible. Probably lose a little bit in pass protection, going from Banks to Brunskill. Probably gain a little bit in blocking in space, which we saw that on that huge screenplay. Dre Greenlaw had back tightness. That was rough. Dre Greenlaw... Not being, you know, out there is rough. Aziz stepped in. I thought played relatively well. If we just look at the pro football focus scores, I haven't finished uh, the defensive breakdown. I finished the first half. Uh, offensive breakdown I did this morning. Um, that's loading on YouTube now. So for our Patreon members, probably when this shows up, it should be populated. So I'll get that put up uh, the first half of the offensive breakdown of the Raiders game. Then after I finish recording this, I'll jump to the second half of the Raiders Um game and all that stuff. But if you look at Drake Greenlaw, he finished the fourth highest player graded. Um, and Aziz came in, he finished ninth highest player rated. Uh, Aziz with a, you know, season high 45 snaps. Uh, Drake Greenlaw had 43. And, you know, if you look at Fred Warner, there were 69 total defensive snaps. So you can kind of see where they were because they were both playing a lot because we were in our four, three base, much more so than normal. They had a lot of tight ends out there, right? Um, so, you know, he was already getting a little bit more work, Aziz, uh, but I'm curious just to see, you know, what that's going to look like um, whenever we go through the film and all that kind of stuff. Oh, Raphael, I love it. He says, I want the 49ers to activate Quantrez Knight. I want to see him play some snaps. I do too, but I think in the playoffs, you're probably going to go more vet moves. I Q Knight, I wanted him, but they brought up Jackrabbit. I wouldn't be surprised um, if, you know, Jack Rabbit gets brought up again, uh, but we'll see there. We'll see there. Um, so, so we'll see. Oh, what's up, man? Is it, is it, is it the birthday of the mosquito killer? What's up, man? Appreciate you, buddy. Yeah. He's always around. Uh, so thank you so much. Happy birthday, brother. Appreciate all you do for us. Love it, man. Absolutely love it. Um, let's see here. Oh, I like this confidence from Freddie. He says, John, with one eleven left in the fourth quarter to win the game, I told my wife, if Brock takes his team down to win, he's going to be a great QB for this league for a long time. Then Gold blew it. <laughs> Man, you know, okay, where I got it right, where I got it wrong. Because I, I think it's really, really important whenever I say, like, I got it wrong. I thought the Niners were going to blow this team out. I found no way for them to stay close. I really didn't. And the whole game... I kept, you know, tweeting and, you know, talking to my son and I'm talking to everybody. Anytime I go to a game, like I'm, I make it very, like I start asking questions. So if I'm sitting next to Raiders fans, which were hard to find, it was mostly Niners fans. 
I just start asking questions. So I'm trying to build this rapport with all the people around me uh, because I want like the game experience from as many angles as possible. So if you're within a high five range, I'm going to know you after the game. I got the row before me. I got people beside me, the row behind me, always, every single time I go. Um, I don't get any issues. I don't get like, I'm going to cheer for my team, but it doesn't mean they have to be disrespectful. Right. So I'm talking to everybody and I'm asking everybody like, what's going on, what's going on. But I felt so confident the whole time. I never felt like this was out of the realm of possibility that the 49ers are going to win the whole time. I felt they were going to win even down 10. And I tweeted out, guess who the worst second half team in the NFL is? It's the Raiders. No team in NFL history has lost five games where they had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. Raiders just did. Guess who the best second-half team in the NFL is? The 49ers. I just felt confident, very similar to you. Now, Kyle was asked about this. What about Brock and this type of game? Because he hasn't been in one. Brock Purdy was never trailing. Never trailing before this game. I mean, just, I mean, Brock is... What Brock's doing is real. I mean, he's a talented guy who's very tough. Um, and when he does make mistakes, he understands why. And then he tries to learn from them. Um, he doesn't have a ton of experience in this league and playing. So every time he goes out there, um, whether it is good or bad, I feel like when you when you got the skill set and um, you play the game the right way, he's only going to get better from it. So there's a number of situations that happen today that he didn't get in his other four games. And, yes, I do think that helps. And um, it's nice when you look at our whole team. I think we've been playing well here for a while, um, but I thought our whole team today, there's a number of things that, um, you know, we, we got to make sure that we don't give it to people. And I thought we did that a little bit on special teams with the missed field goal. I thought, you know, defense would have covered in the first half, and I felt the same with offense. There's a number of things, a couple penalties, um, a couple of plays that protection issues I thought we should have had. Um, but that's why I'm so proud of the guys too, because that's bound to happen. Um, that's why it's tough to win nine in a row. Um, and when you do that stuff, I'm not sure if we are, but we pulled it out. We got some guys who stuck with it. Like no one got frustrated, and um, they just kept battling regardless. And the Raiders answered so many times, but um, we ended up doing it last. It, it, there's just so much there <laughs> in that clip. That again, thank you, Juan, for bringing that out. But this guy's got it. He's he's real. He's real. You know, 22 of 35. Not his best. Not his best as far as accuracy. Um, you know, had some missed throws, all those things. Jack right here. Uh, thank you, my friend, uh, for the super chat. He says, happy new year, John. Happy new year, brother. Uh, Purdy has earned my respect by not spiraling after those three consecutive bad throws in that drive at the end of regulation. It's about bouncing up. We saw the same thing in Seattle. He had three bad throws in a row. One of them should have been intercepted to digs over the middle. And that's when the game was at his closest. We punt it. What happens? We get the fumble returned, we get the touchdown, and then the game was over. And he responded by having like an awesome pass, a couple pass plays after that. Like every player in the NFL is going to have bad plays. Every quarterback is going to have touch interceptions. You know what I mean? And so who are you going to be when you respond? And so two touchdowns, one interception. I mean, I just feel so confident with Brock Purdy back there. Um, I, I just I, – I like the kid. I really, really do. And he started to, I thought the Kittle touchdown above all was like he created that play. That was not open. You know, again, I did that first half breakdown. It'd be up on Patreon where I'll break it down. But that Kittle touchdown, that was different. That was different. 
isolated man coverage on the backside, despite defenders being right where he was targeting the pass, understood they have to float with them in the scramble drill and just replace them with the ball. Like that was 100% created by Brock Purdy. Uh, George Kittle ran a great route, made a great catch, but that was all Purdy. Uh, 49ers minded said exactly the Raiders are notorious for blowing halftime leads. I felt the same way. And I mean, like you could just. You can fit any – there's clips galore. Listen to Kittle. Brock was fantastic. I mean, um, he's going to come up here and he'll tell you that he missed a couple of throws. He did this. He did that. But, you know, at the end of the day, Brock played at a high enough level for us to win. Um, he made throws that he needed to make. I mean, him and Ayuk were clicking the entire fourth quarter, OT. Uh, it was fantastic. And then um, just for you know Brock to get those reps with a ton of pressure on your shoulders and just to go right through it, that's what you want to see from him. Um, and, again, like he's a guy that – Played a ton of college ball. He's lost big games, lost overtime games. He's won those games. And so he's just there, and he's just enjoying himself playing good football. It's, I mean, you can talk to anybody. And so, like, you can look at Stidham, okay? So let's talk about the opposing quarterback and try to bracket this conversation with the context of the opposing quarterback, who played great. Stidham went ham, man. Uh, He played incredible. Had a better QBR, had a better passer rating, all those things. But... When the game was on the line, who delivered and who didn't, right? You you can talk metrics all you want, and you can say, oh, well, wins aren't a quarterback stat. All right, cool. There's one key defining play. One key defining play of what how this game went, and it was the interception play. That's it. And, you know, that, that was all Bosa, right? But still... Bosa impacted him negatively enough to make that interception play. Brock Purdy didn't have that moment. Yeah, he had the interception. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, thank you for the gift, the recovery. Appreciate it. Super chat. He says, Happy New Year, John. What's up, man? Who do you think we play in the first round of playoffs if it is the Packers? Um, how do you think we match up? Hoping for the one seed. Yeah, there's a lot there, man. Um, there's four possible teams we can play, the 49ers, right? Um, you know, and again, you could finish as the one, two or three seed. Those are the only options for the 49ers. The easiest kind of way to deal with this is if you lose and the Vikings win and you get that three seed, you're playing the giants. The giants are locked into the six seed, which kind of changes all of this back around because the giants have to win, even though they have nothing to play for against the Eagles who have a lot to play for, for us to get the one seed. So even if we don't play the Giants, I feel the Giants, we're kind of intertwined with them with kind of what we have left. Okay, so again, I'll I'll throw this chart up there as we get into this conversation. And so just to explain it in the top left, it's got New York at Philly, right? And then all the different combinations of if Philly wins or the Giants win. Then it's got Dallas at Washington, Minnesota at Chicago, Arizona at San Francisco, Detroit at Green Bay, Rams or Los Angeles Rams at Seattle. So those five games are the ones that determine everything for NFC seeding. That's it. Now, as far as the 49ers are concerned, you can be one, two, or three. That's it. Now we are currently the two seed. And if the playoffs were today, the 49ers would be playing. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, 
you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. None other than the Seattle Seahawks, who are the seventh seed. If I could pick any team to play, it would be the Seattle Seahawks. I've said that. And people have come into my mentions, oh, you don't want to play a team three times in a row. Uh, look what happened last year, blah, blah, blah. I do not, I don't buy into that. If you look at teams, we did this whole research last year. Um, teams that have won the first two meetings, again, I think they it's like a 70% chance they win the third meeting as well. The Rams last year are very different than the Seattle Seahawks this year. They're not even close to the same. NFL's a matchup league. Uh, the Rams and 49ers played the close game beforehand. Seattle and the 49ers really haven't. Even the Thursday night short game on the road, the score was way worse. I mean, sorry, the score did not tell the story of how bad they beat up the Seahawks. So that would be my number one. Now, if you're looking at all these possibilities, the two seed is probably the most likely scenario, even though we can't be the one seed. But for if we are the two seed, the 49ers have three possibilities. And they're all a third. Like it's If Green Bay, they're a third. Seahawks, they're a third. Lions, they're a third. If we're all out of all those, 
I would say I'd rather play Seattle. Then I'd rather play the Lions. Then I'd rather play Green Bay. Having said that about any of them, I am not concerned about any of these teams. Green Bay has the best defense by far. Green Bay has the best, uh, not the best offensive line. I think the Lions have the best offensive line. Um, but yeah, you know, Aaron Rodgers gets red hot. Sure, I get that. He's 0-4 against the 49ers in the playoffs. He's 0-4. You know, we beat them as the one seed last year. There, This could be a revenge thing. There's no doubt about it. And Green Bay did beat the 49ers in Santa Clara last year in the regular season. I get that. Um, but if you're asking me about those games, um, yeah, I take Seattle first, then the Lions, then Green Bay. But above all those, I would take the Giants. I think the Giants are just not a good football team. They're very well coached. They're just very bad, devoid of talent and bad quarterback play. Um, so, yeah, we'll take that. Now, how do the 49ers get to number one seed? Very, very simple. You got to win, and the Giants got to win. That's it. Giants have to beat the Eagles. But here's the issue. Giants don't have anything to play with. Play four. They win, they're the sixth seed. They lose, they're the sixth seed. They've already clinched their spot. So what is Dayball going to do? That is where it gets weird. Um, we, we have no clue how that's going to go. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> um, we'll kind of see what it is to get. Like, if you want to head to my Twitter, if you want to snapshot this or YouTube, um, that's going to be there. But, yeah, there's there's a lot of chances. But the 49ers can only play four teams. The three for the seventh seed, Green Bay, Seattle, Detroit, or the Giants. Or you get the number one seed. So that's kind of, you know, where they are. Now back to kind of finish up your question, uh, just so I could do it right, the recovery. Um, he says, how do you think we match up versus the Packers? I think we match up very well. They're a 49ers light team that is way less talent than what they've had in the previous years. Now they have fought back. There's no doubt about that. And like, I completely respect that. Uh, you know, they're playing some good football. If you look at just kind of what they've done, they've won four in a row. That's awesome. Now <laughs> the 49ers have won nine in a row. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, Packers are good. Let's see here. I, I want to go into this just a little bit more if you guys don't mind because yeah, I, I've already gotten so many Packers emails on what it is that they do. They're not really good at anything if we're just looking at their ranks. The, the only thing they're kind of top five in, offense or defense, is passing attempts. They're just throwing the ball like crazy. And fewest interceptions thrown. Oh, sorry. I bet. I, I got to mix up with their defense. Passes a tip for a defense and forcing the most interceptions. That's kind of what they're best at. I mean, you you look at anything you want. They're they're not great in anything. They're average. 14th points scored, 17th points allowed, 16th yards uh for an offense, 18th yards allowed. But they are clicking of late. They're, they're I say that. Not really. They're winning close games. They blew out the Vikings, but the Vikings are not a good football team. Um, I really hope we play the Vikings, but I don't know, man. Uh, the, Vi the, the playoffs are going to be fun. There's no doubt about it. Now, if the 49ers, and this is a big if, if the 49ers do get the two or three seed, we will be there. We are going to be there for a 49ers rush road trip. You know, the schedule is going to be a mess. We're going to know a couple days in advance. We're going to be over in blue lot. Number one, unlimited food, unlimited drinks. Um, 
We're getting everything taken care of. So we'll, we'll be out there with you guys having a blast, uh, which is going to be awesome. Or, or better scenario, we get the one seat. If we get the one seat and you bought your tickets, 100% refund as always. I cannot, sadly, throw a divisional party, uh, the divisional round. I cannot. Um, sadly, uh, I cannot because I have my yearly ski trip with my old coaching buddies. We're on 11 years in a row. And so they can only do that one week um, because you go from coaching football to coaching track. And so you get one week off that you're allowed to have a vacation usually. Um, so that's kind of where that is. Um, so, so yeah, so we are doing a wild card round. I am going to be doing something for the Super Bowl in Arizona, probably. Um, you know, I, but I feel confident the 49ers will be there. We'll see. I, I don't have tickets up yet on that. Freddie says, John Raiders are playing for their playoff lives. I expected a tough game. What's the point difference on offense when Jimmy G compared to Brock Purdy? Well, I don't have the exact numbers, but I can tell you this. And, and I have this in my notes. Brock Purdy. As the quarterback of the 49ers has played five games, four out of five games over 30 points. And that's counting the Miami game when he came in when there was three points on the board, right? So, you know, if you're looking at the Niners, four out of five games with Brock Purdy have been over 30. Excuse me, I almost died there. Uh, have been over uh, 30 points. Now, the rest of the entire season with the 49ers, they've only gone over 33 times. That's it. Now, you know, I, I tweeted that out. And people are like, oh, well, a lot of that's CMC. Okay, cool. Well, if that's the case, how many games did Jimmy Garoppolo play with CMC? The answer is five. Uh, and if you want to throw out the Kansas City game, that's cool. Uh, you, you could do that. He scored over 30 points twice with CMC out of five games, Jimmy Garoppolo. So, you know, I don't have the exact number there, Freddie. Um, but... Yes, it, they're scoring way more points. Um, there, there is, there is no doubt in my mind. Uh, it, it's, it's all, yeah. There, there. It's, it's not even close, man. Um, anyway, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, Mosquito Killer, what's up, man? He says, if we take first, I know it doesn't matter, but if we stay second, are you nervous about how Green Bay is playing? No, I'm not nervous about anybody. Um, but that's just the personality I had. Um. Yeah, but no, I I, th I think the 49ers will be a favorite by almost a full touchdown over every team, almost every single team they play uh, in that first round. We'll have to reevaluate. Cowboys might be a little different. Eagles might be a little different, but they'd be probably seven and a half point favorites over Minnesota, especially if that game's in Santa Clara. Nick says, Siriana just said they haven't made a decision on Hurts' availability yet. I don't see how they don't start him. There's just too much at stake. Hurts going to play, man. Hurts going to play. Uh, I, I think that's just kind of what it's going to be. He's, 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 he's going to start. Yeah. Boats. He says, I think he starts right there. Uh, James, John, would the Niners win the tiebreakers? If we had the same record as the Eagles, great question. The answer is yes. Um, not only do we win the tiebreaker with the Eagles, but also the Cowboys, which it's very possible. The Cowboys could get the one, two or three seed as well, or sorry, one seed, two seed or five seed because, we have the same record as them, but where the 49ers are different than the Eagles and the Cowboys because we haven't played them, so there's no head-to-head. -head. We're not in the same division, so divisional record gets thrown out. Conference record would be the tiebreaker. The 49ers are currently 9-2. The Eagles 
If they lose, would be eight and four. So we would beat them there. The Cowboys, if they win, they're eight and three. They would be nine and three, right? So we would beat them there. So if we win, if the 49ers win and the Eagles lose, nothing else matters. Okay. 49ers win, Eagles lose, 49ers are one seed, period. If the Eagles win, we cannot get the one seed. If the Eagles win, we cannot get the one seed. If the Eagles tie, we cannot get the one seed. Does that make sense? So, yes, we own tiebreakers over every team. Um, the only teams, <laughs> let's see, I don't even know if this is going to make sense. The only teams we would not have tiebreakers over would be the Atlanta Falcons and the Chicago Bears because those are the only teams that have beaten us. Neither one of those teams are going to the playoffs. They are both eliminated. So at least the 49ers picked the correct games to lose, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, the argument can be made and has been emailed to me countless times. Man, if we only didn't lose that game, we would be the one seed, which you are correct. However, I respond with, I'm very thankful for how this season has gone. I am very thankful for how this season has gone for the 49ers. One, you're in the playoffs. Two, you won your division, first team in the NFL to do that. Three, you not have one good quarterback for the future. You now have two. Oh, I, I, I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm very thankful uh, for how this has gone. Luis, thank you for the gift of the super chat. He says, if Brock takes us to the Super Bowl and wins it all during the offseason, does Trey go back to a starter? No, and that's going to solve itself. It, it, Brock's probably going to be the guy. Um, I, I, I think he's just shown too much. He's just shown too much. Um, he's just shown too much. I, I freaking love it. Um, and so, yeah, we'll deal with that. We're going to have all off season, but no, I think Brock's got to be the guy. I, and you need to back up. Look how many quarterbacks we get hurt. Brock got hurt in his first game, right? Or second or first start. So you, you kind of stay with what you got. Johnny says, go big blue. I don't like the giants, but I will be pulling for the giants big time. Um, and yeah, Sean says this still too soon to say what we have with party and Lance. One's 22, one's 23. It's going to work itself out. This is going to be a very organic fix. Um, but Sean goes on to say, Purdy is passing test after test, and that is awesome. Can't wait for the playoffs. Right. I think that's exactly correct. Um, and I think that's that's exactly where we should be. Uh, ooh, this is an interesting take. Uh, from Kledesma says, scariest team for me is the Vikings. Big plays care, uh, kill us. Their defense is so bad. If that game's on prime time, Kirk Cousins allergic to it. I don't know, man. I, I just, I'm not too, I'm just not too concerned. I'm just not too concerned. Um, and, you know, I do want to say shout out to Johnny. I, I retweeted today. He hit 17,000 on YouTube uh, today, uh, which is awesome. I think it was today. It might have been last night that he tweeted that out. But um, regardless, if you haven't checked out Johnny Dell's Football Academy, I learn every single time I watch it. Uh, he's a good friend, good dude. Go check it out. Uh, Johnny Dell's Football. You probably just type in like 49ers film. It's got to be the first one that pulls up. He does such a good job. Jack, back at it, man. Thank you, Jack. It says, my concern is the last two games are the first times in this win streak I felt our defense was vulnerable. Target Demo and Huff, uh, both were toast. How does Ryan's fix that before the playoffs? There's a couple reasons why this has happened. Demo coverage was decent, but he, he's missing on contested catches. We saw the same thing with Ambry Thomas for the longest time last year, right? And it's almost like plug in whoever you want at that number two corner spot, and it's going to be rough. Um, 
you are correct on Hufunga, who continues blown coverages on the back end. That's a problem. That is a huge problem. Um, and you've got to be able to fix those things. And I, I don't think that you have to really do anything special. But we've seen one of two things. And I'm going to allow Nick Bosa to answer part of this question. Why was Jared Stidham able to have the type of game that he had? Well, here's why. The, the lanes we gave him, anybody could have ran through. Tom Brady could have ran through those. So uh, that's that's one, that's one of the things that as a D-line, even a dominant D-line, like it, we can't have it. Um, good quarterbacks are going to get out of the pocket and, and create downfield, and that puts our back end at a huge disadvantage. I, and I think that's huge because he rushed for four first downs, Jared Stidham on third and long. And so what starts to happen, again, I haven't done the defensive film breakdown yet, so this is just based off my live reaction to being at the game. You allow them to constantly build these drives, build these drives, build these drives, and wear down your defense, which hurts the pass rush, which allows him to take advantage of deep throwing more often, all those things. Um, but, yeah, you got to step up. Demo's got to play better. Pass rush has to get to the quarterback more. That was a weird game. You had two inexperienced quarterbacks playing with zero sacks. No, Nobody got sacked. That's weird. Against two of the better defensive pass rushers in the NFL, Max Crosby, you know, Mike McGlinchey neutralized him, and Nick Bosa, who had 10 pressures, but it was a game of almost, right? It, it was a game of almost. And then finally... What happened is, you know, and again, here's a little clip here from Juan Salas. Bosa had to change his entire plan to finally affect the quarterback. And the one time he did, well, this was the result. I just kind of changed up the pace of my rush and uh, got into his chest uh, and just kept pushing. And I think his uh, hand hit the helmet of the, of the guy. I haven't seen it yet, but, oh, man, I was happy to see the ball fluttering in the air. It was so cool seeing Bosa celebrate before that interception came in, which was awesome. Um, yeah, it was so cool. But, Jack, back to your question. Like, I don't know. We've seen Samuel Womack come back in on the outside. That was bad, right, against the Commanders. That dude got toasted way worse than Demo did. Uh, so I don't think that's the answer. We've seen Demo play well on the year. And, you know, if we look at – let's look at, you know, just kind of his – his kind of stats for the year, right? Because you got to balance both these things. It's not just, I don't know. It's not just that one game. He's allowed, let me slide this over real quick. Football focus gets weird sometimes. He's been targeted 80 times, allowed 57 catches. This is on the year. A 71% completion percentage. That's not good. 668 yards. Most yards completed this year have been against him. That's not good. 11.7 yards per reception. That's not good. Um, but here's what's crazy. Zero touchdowns allowed. Zero. Against Diamador, zero touchdowns, one interception, three pass breakups. He's allowing a 91% passer rating allowed. Now, the penalties, that's a lie. He's got six penalties against him. Charvarius Ward has eight and three touchdowns. So it's weird, right? Because nobody throws it against... Charvarius Ward, but Charvarius Ward has allowed three touchdowns. Demo's allowed zero. But if you look at those plays, D'Amico will allow Demo to not have help over the top in the middle of the field. 
once he gets into the red zone, Demo kind of shuts it down. So, but I do get you. He he's been the weak point. He's been a weak point of late. He's got to respond. He's got to respond. Yeah, that that's just what it is. Now, you know, this week you're playing the Cardinals. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, will he play? I don't know. He didn't play last week. I, they don't really have anything to play for. We'll, we'll see what's up there. I don't know. What's up, Daryl? He says, uh, hashtag CC, hello family. I love it. Um, Daryl, he's back at it. What can we change to better our secondary? You got to get pressure. You got to get pressure, and you can't let them run. Uh, quarterbacks run all over us. Our problem has been mobile quarterbacks, right? You look at the three quarterbacks that have played the 49ers the best, Patrick Mahomes, Marcus Mariota, Jared Stidham. Those are the three quarterbacks that have done whatever they wanted to to the 49ers defense. What do they all have in common? They're mobile. Um, you know, Mahomes is not like Mariota or Stidham, but those are the three games. That's it. And yeah, Johnny says, you got to get pass rush. You got to get pass rush. Um, again, I haven't done the defensive film yet, so we'll have to see what that looks like um, and what that is. Raphael, thank you for the gift, man. He says, should Debo get the kick and punt returns in the playoffs? Man, I, I feel like Ray Ray's been good, so I'd say no. I I, I think Ray Ray's been very consistent, um, you know, just getting that extra first down. He's not the type of guy that's going to bust a 50-60 yarder very consistently. That's not what he does. But on a consistent return basis, he's very good. So, no, I, I'm keeping Ray Ray back there. I'm not touching that. Um, but Debo is coming back this week. So is Elijah Mitchell. They've already made the roster moves to support that. Um, and I think that is the right call because you don't want them having their first game action in the playoffs. You got to knock that rust off. Um, and, you know, I'm borrowing that phrase from Eric Armstead. Uh, oh, man, I deleted it. I can't believe I deleted that one. But, like, it took Eric Armstead two weeks to get to where he wanted to be before, uh, you know, you could jump in and, you know, kind of play the way that he wanted to play. So I think you bring them back a week, get them their trial run, let them get their hits, limited snaps, limited snaps for both of them. You know, I personally, I, I'd, I'd prefer Debo to get 15 snaps and I prefer um, Elijah Mitchell to get 10. That's what I would do this week. I don't want them getting their first snaps in the playoffs. I don't like that. I want them to step up and get to there, um, to where they are, so they're going in with confidence, right, into the playoffs. Sean, thank you for the gift, man. He says, uh, John, in 2019, you would constantly say this team is special, so by your own standard, is this team special? It's different. This is a much better team, and I would stand by that. This is a much better team than the 2019 49ers. This is a better team. And I, I forget, I, I want to give credit where credit's due, and I, I don't have it in my notes. It's my last game's notes. I apologize for this. Somebody emailed me and said, you know, everybody keeps comparing the 49ers to the 2019 49ers, which was correct, and I get it because a lot of these players were there. This team isn't like the 2019 49ers. These are not my words. I, it was an email. I had it in my notes. It was old page notes. Dang it, I feel bad. But the 49ers this year are not like the 2019 49ers. They're not like the 2011 or 2012 49ers. They're like the 1994 49ers. And I agree with that. The efficiency that they are playing on offense and defense, you go out and you get a coveted number one corner comes in, makes the defense a million times better. This is the 1994 49ers. Does that make sense? And that's where my expectations are for them. Really is. It, 2019 was good. You met up in the Super Bowl against a top-notch quarterback that just wouldn't be denied. 
Uh, defense gave up 21 points in the third quarter. Um, offense stagnated completely. And we saw all of those things take place throughout the 2019 season as well, right? This is the 2022 49ers who have scored 30 or more points in four out of five games against some of the best defenses they faced all year. This is a much better defense, which is crazy to say, than what we had in 2019. Much better. I think it's a better defense than what we had in 1994 as well. Now, is the offense 1994 status? Ah, they're getting there. I mean, they are creeping up and creeping up all these stats. We currently, the 49ers are now sixth in points scored and fifth in total yards. We've got a top five uh, offense and the number one defense. This team is beyond special, Sean. And I get get made fun of because I say certain words uh, too often. Special is one of them for sure. I don't know the word that I want to I want to use. Um, efficient and insulated; uh, those two words come to mind for this team. This is a better team than the 49ers. Um, this is a better team than the 49ers. That's just all there is to it. Uh, than the 2019 49ers is what I'm trying to say, um, and and I mean that I really do. The recovery, uh, appreciate the gift he said. Just remembered, we're scoring all these points without Debo. <laughs> I don't see a defense in the playoffs that can stop us, especially with Debo. There's so many guys, man. And Ayuk talked about this. Listen to Ayuk. I think yesterday we were talking. We were in the back of the room talking. We're just going through our openers, and one of our plays was getting it to George or McCaffrey was the first read. We wanted to get him on a kind of like a choice route, um, and you just hear Kyle say, "All right, Brock, come. We coming out here. We're looking at." McCaffrey, he's gonna he's running a choice route. If McCaffrey's not there, come to the other side. And George is running the same thing on the other side. Kittle's running the same thing on the other side. And I just looked at Hank and Debo and I said, Hey, nobody gonna like it's really on us. Like nobody gonna be able to stop us. Like it's really on us. Um we got too many dudes. We got I don't, I feel bad for anybody who got a who got a game plan against us, but at the end of the day we still gotta do what we gotta do. Um take care of our business and we just fine. Yeah, and so it's it's there's so many guys there. There are so many freaking guys there. And we don't have Elijah Mitchell and Debo back. And I'm not worried about CMC, man. I'm really not. I know they call it, you know, whatever. Um, I'm not even worried. I'm not. CMC going to be fine. He might not play this week, and that's okay. But I ain't worried about that. 49ers minded. Look at this. 1994, the 49ers averaged 31.6. 49ers with Purdy averaged 32. Woo! It's probably one of the most efficient offensive teams in the history of the NFL. In the history. That's Steve Young season. Best quarterback season of all time almost. Incredible, man. Uh, and again, I'm not trying to throw shade on 1994 team. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying this is a team that's on par with that. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, That's where my expectations are. Now, the NFL was a bad... There was no competition there. It was the Cowboys and nobody else. This year, it's the opposite. Not a lot of competition in the NFC. Competition comes from the AFC or the Eagles. I'm cool with that. Um, and so th- that's kind of where we are. But, man, I, I love this, and I'm, I'm excited. We got a lot of film to break down, guys, and we're going to get that for you. Uh, as soon as this is over, I'll have the Patreon loaded. It should be loaded by now, uh, populated through YouTube. So I'll have that up over on Patreon for you guys to go through the first half offense, and we're just going to keep grinding, man. Appreciate you guys. I'm very thankful uh, for this community. And again, if you missed the opening 
Uh, I would strongly recommend to go back to that. I don't want you to jump in and just like have this man. Dude's just talking Niners. Please take the time. Go back, listen to the start of this show. Um, allow that to kind of bracket the understanding of where we're coming from on this whole deal. And uh, just shout out to Damar and his family. We love you. Uh, best luck to you guys. And until next time, just want to say thank you guys. Um, and as always, and, and I mean this in every sense of the word, man. Uh, it's not just about football teams. It's not what it is. It's more than that, right? Uh, stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.